Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Have we got enough green areas, green spaces in our towns and cities across the country? Or would you like to see more? Is there just a lack now of green and recreational areas? And uh, Laura got in touch with us about this because, Laura, I believe there's a new development or a new cafe being built in a park in Dublin and you're not happy about losing some of the green space. Hi, Andrea. Yes, How are you? Thanks so much for having me on. I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. So I live in an area called Drumcondra. And the issue is that Dublin City Council wants to take away a really precious inner city green space that is currently heavily used by children and by the parents and other people on a daily basis. And instead, they want to put in a cafe. There is no public public consultation. There's no planning permission in place. There's a whole plethora of issues and the community are not being engaged with at all. So there was no engagement, you say? So, so what happened was the first community heard about it was when it was announced on a local councillor's Facebook page in 2021. And that was the first time anyone heard anything about it. And at that stage, the tender had been issued and the contract had been awarded for the cafe to be erected and operated. Now, of course, the community were super upset and actually formed their own group in response to this called the Nature First Griffith Park Group to try to bring together concerns and voices that the community could be not being heard. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so the project has been led by City Recovery Department of Dublin City Council. And after the community pushed back, then there was a consultation in August 2021, but again, a month after the project was announced. And at that point, um, a representative, so one representative from City Recovery, along with one representative from Parks, agreed to meet with three members of the community. And uh, it was being led by City Recovery. And the gentleman from City Recovery arrived at the site first, arrived at the park first. And actually, he didn't know where the cafe was being pushed. <laughs> so they'd arrived for the gentleman from Parks to arrive, and he told him where it was going. And then following that meeting, City Recovery, sorry, yeah, City Recovery offered to do a leaflet drop and consultation. Now, the leaflet drop, I live literally beside the park. I can see the park as I sit here in my sitting room. And I didn't get a leaflet through my door. My neighbour on the other side of my estate, or the other side of the road, also the same distance, didn't get a leaflet through his door and actually has taught that no one in our estate, which is literally beside the park, got this leaflet. Um, so, I mean, the, the project was a response to the pandemic, you know, and that's, mm. that's understandable. But in fact, one of the conditions in the tender was that the unit should be fully in place and operational by the 30th of June 2021. So it was a response to the pandemic. And so it's also relevant to say that the cafe is a private business, but part of their contract, as part of their contract, they would not be paying any rent or rates on public land. So, the whole so this te- is, the whole so is, is it is it a bricks and mortar type building that we're talking about or what, what sort of a cafe are we, are we talking about, Laura? You know, what? it's not clear. We weren't provided with images of how it would look on site. We've been, there are similar type, um, so actually the contract was for six of these type of cafes. And one was put up in Albert Park, which is actually a nearby park to us. But um, that was already kind of, I think, put into an existing building. And then the other four haven't gone ahead yet. Actually, there's one meant to go somewhere along Clontarf. And again, the community were super unhappy, so it didn't happen. But I think the other four aren't happening because the community finally had their voices heard. And ours is the final one that's been pushed through. And I'm not clear on what it's going to be. I know for okay. sure at the moment they're laying pipes and they're laying um, sewage facilities. So it definitely has some sort of... So the works have the started work. on the on the facility. And and just to give us a sort of a, a visual, if you can exp- explain, how much then of the green space of the park 
will be lost to this? Well, I suppose it's not so much about how much it's the area. So for probably the exact same reasons that they want to pass the cafe there, it's exactly where the kids play football every day because it's probably the largest open flat area in the park. And I don't have kids, but every day walking past there, I actually, it fills my heart with joy to see the pigs playing there in a green space outside. Mm. Also, it's probably the only area if we can get a nice panoramic view of up and down the Tolka River, which is also, I should say, <coughs> a river of uh, environmental importance located in the park. And that wasn't considered. So, sorry, I should probably go back to it. There's no planning permission, but there's a little bit of a, you might have, when you got responses, you might have been kind of advised that, this is one of the things they didn't require planning permission. Yeah, so, I, have, I have a statement all right back from the, the council on this. Um, yeah. And look, it's, uh, you know, it's all sort of planning uh, language and, and, um, and you know, uh, yeah. acts and development acts and all. But, but mm. basically, in, in a nutshell, it, this project doesn't fall within the requirement to obtain permission yeah under the planning section. That's my read of it. Um, it goes on to say, like, the, you know, it falls outside the remit of the part, part eight of the regulations that might otherwise be required or when people talk about planning permission. And they do go on to say, mm. it's noted that there is section five referral on appeal to Mbor Planola, mm. uh, but a referral is not a planning application. Therefore, given the council are aware, are of the view that the development does not require planning permission, there's no obligation or requirement on the council to pause the development. Uh, pending yeah. the outcome of this referral, but look, without getting into the you know the whole legal aspects of this, but your you know your annoyance about this, Laura, is that there's green space being lost and you don't feel it, you were consulted. Yes, but also about the exemption for planning permission. We feel like this has kind of been done in an underhanded way. Like, so if you do planning permission, you have to consult the public. We were never told about it. So doing a public consultation after you've decided, you know, hand out the tender and award the contract. I mean. You know, what kind of consultation is that really? And also their, cons- their consultation, they talked to 55 people over three mornings in the park. Like that's hardly a complete cross-section of people who use the park. And I followed up because I couldn't understand, like, how could this not require a planning permission? So, you know, when I pol- followed up, we were told that it's exempt under Section 1F of the Planning and Development Act. And I got, I got clarification, like, OK, what does that mean? And apparently it means, the, you know, the county council can do what they want because it's the county council. Now, I assume this exemption is in there to allow for the county council to do urgent health and safety work, mm. like completely, you know, so they have to go through the delay of the planning process, which is totally reasonable. But this is a cafe in a park. There's nothing urgent well, or health it's, and safety it's, about it's it. A, it's a cafe and toilets, is my understanding. And one of the things I can definitely tell you, Laura, from talking to people, and, and not yeah. even just during COVID, but it's often the lack of public toilets, you know, in public areas like parks, like the very park that, sure. that you're talking about. And, you know, ground would need to be broke, sewage facilities would need to be put in in yeah. order to facilitate public toilets. Well, it would and it wouldn't, because actually beside the park there's a public library that's open six days a week and has a public toilet. Also in the park there's a county council depot that has a toilet. So that's already set up, infrastructure's there, the toilet is there. It's very, very, very easy to open that to the public. So this thing about the toilet is like, mm, I feel like that's just a way for commerce to get into a, a public land. Like that doesn't, and also, you know, if they want a toilet, then fine, put in a toilet elsewhere, but not in the exact location where the kids play and the exact location where people like to spend time in a green space. Like our park is small. It's a small, small park. So, is it? You know, how most, big is it, Laura, just to describe it? Um, it's 0.8 hectares or um, I think that's by 0.08 hectares. So 0.08 hectares. Okay. So Actually, no, no, sorry, sorry. It's eight hectares of 0.08 kilometres squared. So I looked it up to try to figure it out. So 0.08 kilometres squared. 
or zero hectares. So that is a small, small park. It's mm. a tiny little park to take Griffith Park to take yeah. Park. And look, I know that, you know, the, the, the point is that the city recovery say that they did hold consultations, that they discussed this, but your point is you feel that given the level of the development and the amount of green space that was going to be taken away, you obviously wanted, um, and, and other residents too, much more consultation on that. Is there anywhere you can go from here now, Laura, or is that well, it? So the problem is we weren't consulted. They make the decision and then they hand, they didn't hand out flyers and they talked to 55 people over three mornings. So there, there wasn't any true consultation. But also, this thing about being exempt, I don't believe it is an exempt um, building. Uh, so they tried to use the exact same clause recently for another development, uh, also in Drumcondra. And so Drum City Council said that it was exempt and Umblor Panola said that they weren't exempt and actually they came down quite heavy and quite heavy on them. And uh, I actually have the exact wording in front of me. And so I'm sure Donala said that this clause does not give a public authority the right to do so whatever it pleases. So this clause doesn't mean they can do whatever they want. They yeah, can well, that's in relation, I suppose, to that other project you're talking about. But we'll try and get some clarity, maybe, Laura, um, uh, on this. But uh, look, in a nutshell, the issue that you have is this is obviously a green facility. It's a green public park yeah. that people use on a on a daily basis. And, you know, you, you seem to live quite close to the facility. And, you yeah. know, you, you're obviously quite annoyed about the fact that you're going to be losing this well, amount no, of space. People just want to be consulted. You know, it was like yeah. we'd love, okay. like, we'd love if people want to, as the community county council want to put like time and money into our park, but like just consult us. Like, don't put the, for, if you want to put a cafe, there are other places in the park where the cafe could go, but not in the exact area where the kids play. But also, we're actually we're in the middle of Drumcondra. There are there's a cafe two hundred meters away. There's three more cafes in Drumcondra. There's another cafe up the other direction by the Botanic Gardens. There's another cafe opening in Drumcondra. There's no dearth of coffee in this area. So there's no need for the cafe. You know, there's, there's, no, they don't, there's no need for the cafe, but it's bringing commerce or private industry into okay. the park. Well, it's interesting because Joe was texting and he says, is it not good yeah. to encourage more businesses like coffee shops? I'm actually definitely in favour uh, of this in every park, according to Joe. Uh, another email in from a texter yeah. who says the park, I feel, in this case, is far too small for a coffee shop. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. Um, Avril is on the line as well, Laura. Avril McDermott yeah. is from yeah. the Millbourne Residents Association in Meath. Because Avril, we're asking whether or not um, people feel today that we do have enough green spaces in local areas. Well, what's the issue in Meath? Hi Andrea, thanks for having us on. Um, so I, yeah, as you said, I'm part of a, a small uh, group of people that have been fighting to save um, our green space within our housing estate. So we currently have um, a small green in our estate that equates for about 5% of the total estate. Um, now it should a green space within a, a housing estate should be uh, somewhere in the region of fifteen percent. So it doesn't come anywhere near the total space required for the amount of houses that are in our estate. And um, so we're currently fighting um, on board Planola to keep our green space. Um, the plan currently, as stands, is to build thirty apar- apartments and thirty parking spaces plus bike sheds on a patch of land that probably wouldn't be much bigger than a GAA pitch. And this is the green land that's used by, by you and residents, and I'm sure yeah, probably children, used, so, Avril, is it, yeah, in the so area as well? Yeah, so it's used every day. Like, like the previous caller, Laura, said, it's used every day um, by the kids. They have set up, you know, they've set up their own little goals. They have football matches daily out there. People use it for their dogs. Um, it's just, it's, it's a really safe space for all, all of our kids to play. 
um, you know, it's very accessible for the whole the whole estate, but it is really our only green space. Okay, it's, and you don't want to lose that. that. And are there other no. green facilities or play, you know, even a, a playground or a secure play park or something like that w- within the catchment or within, you know, so, the yeah. So within Ashburn, like, um, we have a small playground in the town, but like, you know, we've had these um big plans for linear parks and skate parks and all of these big things that have been promised to the whole community for years now with nothing, no, not a piece of, of land for these parks has been turned. Um, the only thing that seems to be discussed openly uh, is the building of more houses, which I understand there's a housing crisis and well, we need more houses. Yeah. But we can't continue to build houses and not provide people with the amenities that live in these houses. Yeah, okay. So so both, as you say, there should be a linear approach and, and, and both should definitely uh, work together. I see a text in from Sharon in Cork and she says, we've got one local park, always full of young people, drinking, littered with glass and cans. It's one thing having parks. It's another thing keeping them safe. I know that's obviously very different though, Avril, to your situation. Uh, John and Nace has got in touch. She says, the department's new planning alerts uh, .ie website is a great place to go to get a heads up on all planning activity. You actually get emails about planning applications uh, that impact you giving uh, giving people time to consult according to John. Um, have we got, is Rebecca with us as well uh, on the line? Or, um, Rebecca, you work in the area of green spaces. Like, I do actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm part of a community space here in Waterford that is a beautiful green. It's called Top of the City Community Garden. And it was a group of independents saw a plot of land that wasn't being used by the council and transformed it into a stage, allotments, an art gallery and a green space for all to be used. But that took people actually seeing a space and going to the council and begging for it and actually getting it and transforming it. And then I've also been hired by the local council as part of a project called Act Waterford, where I'm helping reinvigorate and re-green the inner city. So with different creative ideas for mm. events that can take place in existing green places that are not being used as much as before. Well, I, I suppose the difference though for Laura and, and, and Avril and the position that they find themselves in is that they actually already have the green space. It's just I that know. they seem to be losing it. It's Have you crazy any advice for them? Think about it. Well, as I said, with our space, it was basically we saw an area and we petitioned and petitioned and petitioned. The problem is sometimes it doesn't seem to be the right approach being used by the council. They can see certain things as more important than others or maybe they just don't understand what can be achieved with an area or the importance of the area as a green. I'd say to keep fighting for them and hope for the best because obviously a coffee shop can be great but if the space is being used by the youth and it's keeping them out of trouble and making them enjoy themselves then it should be kept for that especially with such a small space. And with regards to the housing estate I mean, obviously there is a housing crisis at the moment, but there should be a priority in there being a space for people to enjoy. If we've learned anything over the last two years is the importance of having these areas where we can actually go and be and just feel a bit of nature. You know what I mean? Mm. No, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And that was something that was well cited, I think, over uh, the past two years. Um, on various different uh, areas that we've been talking about here today, between Meath and, and Waterford and uh, Drumcondra in Dublin, uh, this listener says, it's a nice park, coffee shop and toilets will be great in Griffith Park. The development will be fantastic for those who travel longer distances to use the facility. There's plenty of times that we've left the park because our kids needed toilets. We don't all live within a few metres of of Griffith Park. This email though says I'm a local resident and I absolutely agree with Laura. We live in Dublin City. We need to protect our green spaces. Park users go to the park to enjoy nature and it's really important for our mental health. We cannot afford to lose 
our precious green spaces. Another texture, green urban spaces are essential for cleaner air and healthier environment, even apart from the amenities. Dublin ranks quite low when you compare to uh, to other green cities. Um, let us know what the story is in your local area today. I mean, have you got green spaces that are now being used for other development, whether it's residential or or uh, or business coffee shop amenities or like do you just feel you need more green spaces uh, where you live let us know 53106 at a cost of 30 cent uh, Laura Avril and um Rebecca thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on lunchtime live lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on news talk We were talking about green areas in your locality at the start of the programme today and whether or not you feel there's a lack or a sufficient level of uh, green places for you to enjoy local amenities and for young children. And we've had a fairly mixed reaction to this. Um, Laura, one listener who got in touch about um, Griffith Park in Dublin in Drumcondra, an area she lives beside, and she's talking about the development of a a new cafe that's been built in the park. Uh, She's not happy with the level of consultation around that. You can listen back. It's on the News Talk app. Just subscribe there to Lunchtime Live. But on that particular issue, I see Jim has got in touch here on Twitter at Lunchtime Live NT and he says, just please wait for a moment. The cafe in Indrum Condra is not opposed by all of the local residents. There's actually no facilities in the otherwise very excellent Griffith Park. I say good luck and thank you to the City Council for this excellent new amenity. Uh, Again, another email in relation to the park issue. Um, We travel to Griffith Park quite regularly and there's never any local toilets. We often have to go in to use the public library, which is right beside it, um, but not always a facility uh, that is open depending on the time that, that you might go to. We've been asking you today to get in touch about the whether or not there's enough green areas in your locality. Brendan is with us on the line. Brendan, you're in Galway. Um, you volunteer with the city parks. Tell us more yes. about what you do. Yes, uh, I, I work uh, full-time at the university, but I, as a volunteer, I've been doing it now for decades, right from the uh, early 90s. And what we're trying to do is integrate the rest of nature, we're not separate from nature, into our, the infrastructure of our cities. And this initiative is known as the National Park City. And it... it, it London is the first. It was declared a national park city in 2019. Adelaide was a number of months ago. And there's all all cities all across the world. And the reason why it's happening is that during COVID, we we all learned for the first time for many of us that we had a local park, but Mm. we never used it. And we all learned, a lot of us learned the importance for our physical and our mental health, the benefits of the rest of nature. So if you look at ourselves, we look um, like skin, bone and flesh, but almost half our bodies are non-human cells. So we replenish them from the rest of nature. So it is important, though, and I could empathise with the comments that were coming through. If you go to a park, there's no toilet facilities and such like. We have to provide facilities for people to enjoy them. But they are also the lungs of the cities. They do help lower the emissions, the the carbon emissions that are happening. And they're sanctuaries for, for nature. So our disconnect with the rest of nature is the reason why we have climate change issues, why we have biodiversity loss, why we have lack of sustainability. So every development in every urban area needs to have a green area for our physical and mm. mental health and 
for us to meet our biodiversity targets and, and so forth. So in Galway, we have fantastic parks. We have Barna on one side, Terryland Forest Park in the middle, and Maryland. But time and time again, they're being used for built development, almost like a land bank to build a road or to build some other structure. And we have to stop that. For too long, we look at the environment, natural environment on one side and development on the other. No, there is no more development in our urbanised planet a sustainable development until we integrate the parks and the sanctuary areas and the waterways. So to give a good example, you look at London. When we think of London, we look, we think of tarmac and we think of concrete. Actually, 49% of London is green and blue, but we have to have a reality check that it's there. London, we think of the human species, but actually there's 1,500 other species. But we have to use it as an outdoor classroom, as an outdoor uh, um, lab, as an outdoor gym. So it's creating awareness. And what we're trying yeah. to do in Galway is bring the corporate sector in, the asylum-seeking community on one side, and everybody in between, schools, small businesses, university research, and and, and work together because the, okay. planet, the so, planet is in trouble and it can only be saved in our cities. Yeah, yes. it's really interesting the reaction to this today. Um, yeah. And like people that are actually just out looking for green spaces in their yeah. in their towns and areas to avail of. And then you've got others like Avril and Laura who were on the show. They have green spaces in their locality and, and they're now yeah. fighting to, to keep them. Uh, Martin yeah. is on the line in Kildare. Um, Martin, what's your thoughts on, you know, well, if you want to call it cafes or other amenities, be now added to green areas. Yeah, how are you, how are you doing? Um, yeah, I, I think if you have a place like the Phoenix Park, as I was saying, where I go for a walk uh, fairly regularly, it's a huge area and you see families there with kids and the whole lot and there's, there's, there's no cafe nearby the, the cross area where all the football pitches and all that are. Loads of activities going on and then the toilet system is like they're portable toilets and most of the time to be honest with you, they're, they're pretty disgusting. Um, surely, we, in the biggest park we have in the country, possibly we should be we should be uh, facilitating people with a proper toilet at least, like so better toilet facilities. There, there is a need for that. Oh, I think so. Yeah, you know, a decent, decent toilet system that's that's cleaned regularly and that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good that the, the portable ones are there. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, people with small kids and all that, and and surely to God, people are going to the toilet elsewhere in the park. I'm sure because of that. <laughs> I know. No, I, 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 I take your point. A um, couple of interesting points now on this. Kean has texted and he says every cafe in or outdoor should have a toilet by law. This listener says the need for toilets shouldn't mean a for-profit company can get a contract um, to sell food or beverages. It, it means the council should actually provi- be providing these toilet facilities. And there's a really interesting email in here and I think it, it opens a much wider conversation, not necessarily about um, green spaces, but just about competition, if you want to call it that. Uh, This listener says, on the topic of the installation of a new cafe, there is an element of this that I feel is actually unfair to other businesses nearby. I'm the owner of a small coffee shop that's been trading locally for quite a number of years. Uh, We've endured many difficulties, the financial crash, the pandemic. And I think arrangements like this can be terribly unfair when you have rent and rates that constitute a huge and a large part of my business overheads. While I understand that there is a need for uh, new cafes to maintain a public toilet, um, I feel that it can be an unfair advantage uh, to some people. What about the competition? Um, this listener goes on to say, had I known about the tender, uh, I might have even applied for it. And despite uh, the owner um, of the business being really well locally regarded and, and within the local community, I wasn't aware of this venture until 
the tender was announced. And while I'm sure that the tender was correctly issued, I feel this does not mean that the tendering process itself is adequate. Something that perhaps uh, should be looked at overall right across the country. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, Brendan and Martin, thank you for getting in contact as well. Uh, that email in, quite a number of texts there too, 53106. Again on this park in Drumcondra. I'm also a resident close to the park and I feel the same. If this was about the community, there would be consultation. Uh, why do we always have to commercialise everything? And what happens to the waste? asks this texter. I thought we were supposed to be moving towards more sustainable communities. I feel we don't need another cafe in an area full of lovely independent coffee shops only a stone's throw away. Keep the messages coming into us and tell us what the green space area or lack of is like in your locality. 1800 453 106. We're also going to be talking about um, plans to allow pubs and clubs to stay open till six in the morning. Well, they've actually been delayed. Uh, I'm wondering how you would like to see the nighttime economy developed. We're also going to be talking about whether you fancy living in a commune. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.